He lay in a forest cave, shivering with fever and coughing in the smoke from the smoldering fire. Snowflakes drifted down the mouth of the cave that overlooked his Peter Creek farm in Pike County, Kentucky. His leg ached at the sight of its poorly healed break, but at least he had made it home from Catletsburg in time for New Year's. It was January 9, 1865. Night would soon fall, and Harmon McCoy's mouth was parched. His water jug lay empty, but he felt too weak to drag himself to the cave's edge to collect some snow. The sweat dampening his black hair made it even curlier than usual. His wife, Patty, loved his curls, but he always tried to slick them down. She also liked him clean-shaven, which made him just about the only man he knew who didn't have a beard or at least a mustache. Those curls and bare cheeks made him look younger than his 37 years. So, to command respect when serving with his Union Regiment, the 45th Kentucky Mounted Infantry, he had let his beard grow out. He would be with his regiment still, but for his leg. When Harmon had mentioned returning to the cabin so that Patty could tend to him, Pete, his former slave, had urged him to stay hidden in the cave. Pete had promised to bring Patty here, leaving his wife, Chloe, with the children. But Harmon could no longer bear the thought of Patty struggling through the snow in her condition. Their baby was due in a few weeks. He needed to go to her instead. Harmon shoved his sack of rifle shells into a saddlebag and struggled to his feet. Hanging his saddlebags over one shoulder, he wrapped his wool army blanket around himself like a shawl. Then he grabbed his rifle and lurched across the dirt floor to the mouth of the cave. Down below, he could just pick out his log cabin alongside the silver thread of Peter Creek. Smoke was drifting up from the chimney into the glowering sky. It would be warm inside. Patty would put him to bed and cover him with quilts and bring him water from the well. The tussling of his four rowdy boys would cheer him up. Pete's footprints in the snow far below led from the cabin across the silent pasture to the woods, like stitching on a muslin quilt backing. Leaning on his rifle, Harmon squatted outside the cave to scoop up a handful of snow. Pete's boots had packed the snow around the cave's entrance. He and Patty were lucky to still have Pete and Chloe to help with the crops and the animals, the housework and the children, especially while Harmon was fighting with his regiment. When Lincoln had emancipated the slaves, over a year ago now, many headed north to escape the wrath of their owners, who had supported the Union in the belief that they would be allowed to keep the slaves they already had, or would at least be compensated for their loss. But Pete and Chloe had wanted to stay even after Harmon told them they were free to leave. They had asked him where he thought they could go instead, as old as they were. Harmon nibbled the snow, letting it melt in his mouth and soothe his raw throat. By going back home, was he putting Patty and the children at risk, both from this lung disease and also from the Logan Wildcats? On the path to Pikeville, the day after he had arrived home, he ran into bad Jim Vance, tall, muscular, still mean as a snake, and with that droopy black mustache. Vance had a condition that made his eyes bulge and roll. He couldn't focus on you when he talked, but to think he wasn't paying attention was a mistake. 
he could draw his pistol faster than a copperhead could strike. Jim wore a gold watch chain looped across his vest and a bowler hat. Harmon had eyed the bulge of bad Jim's holster beneath his suit jacket and the rifle in its sheath attached to his saddle. Until his desertion last year, Bad Jim had ridden with General Vincent Witcher's raiders, who had plagued Union supporters all over southeastern Kentucky and southwestern Virginia. They once made a wide sweep across the Tug Fork Valley, flying a black flag as they rode, seizing food and livestock, killing Unionists and burning down their houses and barns. Bad Jim had stolen horses for these raiders, several from his own cousin, some said.